friends. It's lunchtime. There we are. Good morning, everyone. I am Josh. Welcome to the show. This is the Lunch Break Show. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we are right here, and we're doing a show for you. We had a new addition to the studio, and this may be really distracting for me. We added a monitor. If you can't see it, maybe the, the wide down, yeah, yeah, the yeah, wide. We added a monitor uh, into the studio, and I can now see myself yeah. talking. <laughs> And I was just trying to get through the intro, and I couldn't. I couldn't do it. This is going to be a enamored by show. your own reflection. Well, I mean, someone this handsome yeah. staring at me while I'm doing the show. A modern narcissist. Yeah, exactly. I'll be honest. I run into this problem a lot because off the control room glass, I can see my own reflection, and I find myself doing that a lot watching footage back and like. It's me looking off into space at nothing, <laughs> and I realize I'm like I'm just looking at myself talking, like I'm watching a me. I'm doing it right now, but yeah, it's a problem. Um, so here we are. We're again the same. We're all back. Zach, Anna's here. Uh, Matt is in the control room. We have a guest with us right now. Um, his new podcast starts in two weeks on Monday, the 27th, I believe. Yes, sir. Mike Jones, how are you doing, sir? Uh, good, very good, very good. Excited. Glad um, to be here. One of the things I'm going to ask you to do at some point in time is to do the parlor trick. Uh, what you're internationally known for, and that's being an auctioneer. Is there anything you could just rattle off for me uh, real quick in the auctioneer style? Sure. All right, here we go. We're going to sell uh, all the equipment in the room right now. Okay. What do you say? But you get 2500 now, but you get 3000 now, but you get 3500 but you get 4000 Now 4500 now $4,500, but you get 5000 Sold it. $4,500, number one. <laughs> that's so cool. I, I think I, we're taking a bath on this equipment. Yeah, that's <laughs> a steal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's one of those deals I, I think that, you know, I've always wanted to do, and I find myself doing the like the fake one where you go, and I never, it never sounds professional or cool. Sure, uh, but no, to that, hear that was really bad. <laughs> <laughs> but to hear really someone do it, yes, yeah, so to hear someone do it so well, and, and, and part of that is uh, a quick, quick, quick plug for the school that you run, which is an auction here school. Yeah, America's Auction Academy. Uh, we just rebranded. Actually, it was Texas Auction Academy for 26 years, and uh, in June we actually officially went America's Auction Academy. So. Uh, it's been a great school. We uh, pack the classes. We, you know, we do this about three times a year, and it's uh, rec nationally recognized, one of the top two or three schools in the nation. And uh, people c come from all over the world to be there. And so uh, the last class, I think, you know, we'll p have people from South Africa come. We've had China, wow. you, many, many uh, countries. And so it's it's a, quite a diverse group of people that come to auction school. I'm curious how you got into this business. Was there an auction school when you started, or did you start the whole thing? I mean, where, where were you? Well, actually, my grandfather took me to auctions when I was a kid, okay. back in the 60s. Yeah. And then my parents went to auctions. And then in high school, I, was, uh, I had a part-time job. Um, and was in an industrial, a minor industrial accident to where I, you know, I didn't want to go back and do the same thing I was doing. Fair. And uh, my, my mother basically said, what are you going to do next? I said, I don't know. And uh, she said, well, you know, the auctioneer is looking for help at the Antique Auction Gallery in Houston. And I said, okay, I'll check it out. So I think I went to work for like $1.50 an hour uh, unloading antiques from Europe. And um, uh, next thing you know, I'm, you know, a year later, went off to college and then kept working auctions on the weekends and um, started my company when I was 19. Yeah. So been doing it for 40 years. Golly. Well, I can 40, so 40 years this year. 40 years this year? Wow. Congrats. Yeah, that's yeah. tremendous. Well, like that, 
Go that's ahead. one of those things you know we always talk about whenever I think of because I'm from East Texas. So mm-hmm. whenever I think of an auctioneer, I'm picturing cattle. Mm-hmm. I picture you know uh, you know cows going through. They do pigs. They do goats. But from we were talking about it, you're right. It is a huge industry. You have everything from real estate to uh, you know you know um, you're saying heavy equipment. You auction off all different kinds of stuff. Well, if you think about it, every car, every used car that you see today. Uh, probably has an auction component to it because mm-hmm. when when a new car dealership uh, either needs inventory and in the, in the used car department they go to auto auctions and you know here in Dallas is one of the largest auto auctions in the world you know they'll sell eight thousand cars or nine thousand cars a week something like that you know it's a lot I don't know what the exact number is but it's it, it there's they're the world's largest so they're all over the world and they've got these auto auctions going on and all these auctioneers are working there and, and support personnel. So you have that piece of it, and that's a huge, a huge part. And then uh, the cattle's a big deal. You know, I mean, cattle historically has been uh, a big part of the business. But then you start thinking about other things. You know, whether it's real and then real estate has now come on as one of the number one things, uh, probably the highest valued things. And then you go to Christie's and Sotheby's, and that's where all the greatest artwork in the world, you know, goes to auction. You know, that, the, the reason it goes to auction is because it's hard to put a price on it. Yeah. And the west, best way to do it is put it up at auction to where people can compete and decide what it's worth. And so you have that uh, angle, and then you've got the charity fundraising events, which are international in significance. Uh, you, you know, every major celebrity in the world has a foundation, and so they, there's always an auction. And well, so we're, we're kind of in on all of these areas. And that's one of the things that we were talking about earlier is there's a big charity coming up that you're a part of, mm-hmm. and that is the uh, Cattle Barons. Yeah, uh, ball. Yeah, uh, we had a meeting yesterday, and we'll have several more between now and then. Cattle Barons Ball of Dallas. It was the original Cattle Barons Ball. They they do it all over the United States now. There's Cattle Barons Balls in Atlanta. They they do it at, at most of your major cities. Austin has one. East Texas has one, and it it benefits the American Cancer Society. So you know, I did that auction for seven or eight years, and and then there was a, a kind of a a change where they uh, they they had a corporate sponsor which provided their own auctioneer. Sure. And then, uh, but I'm back this year, and I've been in Houston for about 10 years. And uh, so we had a meeting yesterday with the chairs and the co-chairs. And, and pretty much everyone involved is, uh, you know, they live in Highland Park or North Dallas. Sure. And uh, they're very philanthropic. And it is the number one party in Dallas in uh, October. I think it's October the 20th, but we'll be talking more about that later. But it's fantastic. We'll have Zach Brown and Charlie Daniels there and <laughs> a whole lot of money and a whole lot of party. Wow. Yeah. I'm curious. This is probably going to sound like a petty question. But there's an old episode of Seinfeld uh, where they're dealing with a pianist, grand pianist, and, and they ask him, hey, before you get started, do you crack your knuckles or anything, or do you just roll out and do it? Have you been doing it so long that you just don't need to warm up? I'm curious. When it comes to auctioneering, do you do any kind of warm up, or are you just... You've been doing it so long, you're, you're, you're seasoned in the whole thing. You know, I don't practice at all. And, yeah. I, and if, if I have any students or former students listening, don't listen to this. Because <laughs> uh, because in auction school, of course, we, we really push them to practice, practice, practice. Sure. Once you've been doing it this long, uh, I, I like saving the energy for when I'm actually doing it. Right. So when I, it usually takes me one or two, maybe three items to get warmed up. But once you get past two or three, it's pretty much autopilot. You just slip into that like just, mode of it's consciousness. A mode. And, wow. it's, and it really is because, 
you know, for example, and we were talking about uh, Texans Can Cars for Kids, which mm-hmm. was previously called Dallas Can. Yeah. Uh, and I've been doing that one for about eight years, and it's every Saturday. And we'll sell 200 cars. And when I get on the microphone, like last Saturday, I got on at, at 9 o'clock, 9 a.m., and went till probably 12, 15, 12, 30 without a stop, Ooh. without wow. a break. So Grueling. you really – and these guys that do these car sales and the cattle sales – uh, it's kind of brutal. It's tough. I mean, for to sit there and sell cows. I mean, there's guys that sell cows for nine hours. You yeah. Know? And and you have to be physically conditioned to handle that because it's it's hard. It's hard right. work. Yeah. Any uh, any recovery process there? Eating a lot of ice cream the day after? Or <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm <laughs> I'm not a huge dairy guy. Fair. Um, you know, one of the things too, uh, when you you have your voice going like that, you, you there's certain foods that you just don't consume before or okay. during. And so dairy's off the dairy. There's no dairy It'll in the like morning. Dry out. Well, yeah. no, because it, it messes up your throat. You know, it's thick, and sure. so you don't want anything thick that's going to mess with you. So you're going to see me even even that. Also, I tell my students don't drink a lot of things like coffee and tea because they dehydrate the vocal cords. Right. Uh, I drink a lot of coffee and uh, tea. Is, <laughs> well, you got to have that energy. It's <laughs> yeah. trade off, right? Well, I've got to, I have to have the caffeine, and then the other part of it with tea, it it has a natural stripping agent to the to the throat, so huh. it kind of keeps you cleared out. So and, you know, notoriously here in, in Dallas and everywhere else for that matter, everyone's got allergies. Oh, and yeah. allergies yeah. are a killer for an auctioneer. So you find yourself, the drainage is going and you've got auto emissions coming through and things like that. So it's a, it is tough on the vocal cords. There, there was a time where I used to try too hard and push too hard and try and, and actually would uh, ride over the microphone. Okay. And the, a lot of auctioneers will do that. They're trying to reach the back of the room and the guy in the back. And when you do that, you tend to get hoarse. And right. So I, I do control my my vocal cords to where I'm trying not to be hoarse. But in the winter time, when you have the allergies going on, and if you have a cold or something, that's when the damage occurs. I, well, we do a lot. I'm of, curious from the from the radio business. Everybody's got a trick that has to keep their from having drainage or getting sick or anything that affects their voice in any sort of way. Is there something that you do that, um, you, you know, either when you feel a little uh, cold coming on, do yep. you immediately knock it out with some vitamin C or something, or what do you do? I have the best voice doctor in Dallas, and uh, he's in Medical City, oh, and wow. his name is Wayne Kirkham, and I've been going to Dr. Kirkham for 30 years. Uh, he, he goes back to where he was in the Reagan administration. Oh, wow. Uh, he's worked on everybody in Las Vegas from Sinatra to Elvis, and, and, and currently just about any major act that comes through Dallas, if they have a... Uh, voice problem or a sinus problem he's the guy and so he's he's actually performed surgery on me before the minute I start to feel a little funky uh, like I'm going to have an issue uh, I I set up an appointment and and he puts me straight through and uh, he he treats me like a king and I I can't complain you better be careful you're giving away his name and location on this show (laughs) people are going to book him out Uh, Mike I am looking forward to your show starting in two weeks thank you so much for joining us I appreciate the time you bet uh, we're gonna come right back with the uh, the weirdest porta potty I've ever seen. France has found a way to fix their public pottying problem. That and more coming up next.
Okay, buddy, what do you think of Wilkins' coffee? I never tasted it. Now, what do you think of Wilkins? Care for a cup of Wilkins' coffee? No, I don't like coffee. This has been a public service. We're here to persuade people to drink more Wilkins' coffee. What's the club for? To get their attention. You getting on the Wilkins coffee bandwagon? Never. No! You either go with Wilkins or you just don't go. If you don't drink Wilkins coffee, you're not all there. Oh, that's a lot of... In fact, without Wilkins coffee, you're nowhere. I wouldn't admit this if I wasn't alone, but I really do like Wilkins coffee. Did you call? Ugh. You know, people who don't drink Wilkins coffee just blow up sometimes. Oh, that's a lot of... See what I mean? What in the world? <laughs> How well old is done. that? It's 1957. 57. Yeah. I mean, all of them were okay, but, but the the handgun. <laughs> yeah. Handgun was a up, lot. That was a straight lot. Straight up mercs the guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just aerates that puppy. Yeah. Wow. Two things. One, kudos on the text overlay. Nice. Evolving. Yep. And two, best coffee commercial I've seen in years. If I saw Absolutely. Folgers run one of those ads, I'd go buy <laughs> Folgers. I'd be like, dude, Folgers knows what's up. Folders came correct. Uh, no, folders would immediately be like <laughs> protested and picketed and have I, a bunch of like hipsters out, you I, know, I just marching. really, I, like as a, just, uh, I don't know, a fan of the Muppets, I like to see the Kermit voice. Yeah. Like starting yeah. to evolve from that, sure. from that little, yeah, that little from puppet. Humble beginnings. Uh, yeah. Humble shooting humble his friends. <laughs> wow. That's friends. quite the thing. Golly. So uh, I liked, I liked this headline. And the headline was, nope, those aren't mailboxes. Paris rolls out sidewalk urinals. Yeah. And so these, to me, look like trash cans. Well, I mean, <laughs> like, I think yeah. they're, they're for disposal, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, why but not look waste. like trash cans? Yeah. Do, we, do we have a photograph I'm of this? Getting one, I'm okay. getting one. I should have grabbed but one earlier. It but. looks like a trash can that you would have like, on top where you put like, a cigarette out on because yeah. everyone in Paris pokes. Um, Anna, can you confirm? That's a big yes. Not really. Yeah, not, not, really? I, not really. Not really. Because you have the uh, the the law changed a couple of years ago, uh, depending on which country it was. But they they implemented uh, non-smoking on restaurants and everything. So not that many people actually smoke. Well, wow. I went there maybe may like three years ago. But is, I I guess were, were people smoking on the yeah. Inside I, the restaurants? I, 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 go ahead. There was a smoking section still. Yes, there's a smoking section depending on areas. So if your restaurant is small enough, there won't be any smoking areas. Oh, it was Depends a bigger restaurant, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then when I, but when I was walking around, everyone had, like, it seemed like everyone had, like, a cigarette walking around the streets and... Well, I guess it's because in Dallas, everyone in the car. doesn't doesn't walk, so yeah. you just have a bigger concentration of Fair. smokers. Fair. You, you've been to I France? Suppose. Yeah. Nice. I've never been to France, but I know two French words, croissant and buffet. Uh -huh. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we spent uh, we spent a day at uh, Toulouse. I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Oh, I love Toulouse. It was great. Um, there great. was a w woman who gave me a croissant uh, who uh, was not proud of my French because uh, I have very awful French. Sure. Actually, all, I should have failed French in college. Like, full disclosure, yeah. uh, I had to basically beg for a D. 
uh, and be like, I promise you, I'll never speak French. I'll never go any. I'll never go to a French restaurant. Like, just please give me a D. Yeah. I lie. I end up going to Paris. But um, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, come on. Why? Yeah, yeah. I, I even failed at that. So we we had to like <laughs> speak broken Spanish back and forth to communicate because uh, she couldn't speak any English. She only spoke Spanish and and French. I can only speak English, so sure we may do. Um, spent a day in Toulouse, and I spent a day in Lord. Um, yeah, Lord. Lourdes. That one, Lud. Uh, and then, and then I spent like four or five days in Paris. So, um, but again. It was. It was. Just, it just seemed more casual. But you're right. Everyone does walk around. There wasn't a whole lot of like you know, hopping right. in your car and driving around. You had to walk different places. So it makes sense when you're out and about to to have a cigarette. The only issue is though, what I didn't see is any of these. I right. didn't see because if we, if we do have a photo, we do. It's it's essentially a trash can <laughs> that you walk up to, and then I'm guessing just. When I heard this story that they had public urinals, I was thinking, oh, there must be a booth or something you mm -hmm. go into. But no, if you look at this thing, like, is there any question about what this gentleman is doing <laughs> what? right now? Like, it's yeah. not, you're not trying to hide it at all. Like, yeah. he's very obviously just like, going to the bathroom. Bad? Oh, my God, look at that sign. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like uh, basically a red arrow. <laughs> this guy's going to the bathroom I over here. I appreciate the distance there. There's clearly some graphic imagery of uh, that. Good Lord. What I don't understand is why I, th I generally thought they would be hooked up to the sewage system. But they're not. They're you can not. see them on no. the floor. So pretty much is everyone. So part of it, part of it is they've got. I don't know if you can see in that picture. There's, um, there's. Do like, we want to? <laughs> well, <laughs> on the top of it, there there are plants. Like there's there's soil and stuff. So part of the design is to grow. I don't know. Uh, foliage or something out of uh, you know to make it look nicer so they're you're coming by and you're watering this this stuff but <laughs> it's yeah, strawberries you know. everyone yeah Look exactly yeah. strawberries come, yeah come enjoy the fresh fruit from yeah the definitely compelling um <clears throat> where, where do we where do we land on this here's uh, i like i like the practicality because the one thing i will say and again it could have changed in the last three years uh is that their public bathrooms are hard to find yeah, there's um, barely no barely public yeah. bathrooms. Because if you're going to go into a restaurant to go to the bathroom, you have to, to buy something. Yeah. Um, and so just as a tourist, you know, you had to, like, pretend you're going to buy something at a, at a store. And even then, if you ask, no public – all the signs everywhere, no public yeah. bathrooms. Because they get a lot of tourism and they know that, hey. Um, so it is an issue. I'm not sure that's how you solve it. Well, it looks like you're kind of like exposed to the elements right. in this. There's no privacy at all. <laughs> and it only helps guys. Is that Yep. Is that water on the on the ground? I'm hoping. Is yeah. That, what is that? <laughs> I don't <laughs> That's explicit. I think we probably know what that is, right? <laughs> but it only helps it only helps uh first off one yeah. facet uh and one gender. So Yeah, you're it's kind not of exactly like inclusive. Yeah. What does the article say? I'm actually curious. I didn't have enough time to. to uh, read. There we go. Okay, I'll go through it. This is a, and the, by the way, if you think we're trying to be lowbrow, this is an NPR article. Yeah. We are top top notch this here. Is legit. Stealing from the best. Yeah, yeah. stealing from the best. Um, they're taking an unusual approach to combat the surge of public urination, uh, and by doing that, they're making it even more public. Right. But apparently, there was a problem with people just going on on the streets. Oh my god! And so what they were doing is it became so bad they added a you know box that you could go in instead. Sure, but like how how is that a surprise? I mean, if it, if it's the way you say it is, where there's no there's no place to to use the restroom, 
obviously, like people are going to have to do what they have to do, right? You can, there's nothing you could do about that. I mean, it's one like there are rules about using restrooms here in the United States, but if you need to find one, you can find one relatively easily. And right. you know, like some places will be a little. Uh, worse than others about uh, allowing you to use it, but for the most part, you're able to, to find one. Yeah. But yeah, if if it's if you lock down all the restrooms everywhere, then what do you expect is going to happen? You know, I I, I kind of feel like obviously this was a problem that was going to happen. Uh, these uh, so the comments that are being made by Parisians, um, and one Polala Preziali. Sure. Yep. Spot on with that one. Good. Uh, she owns a Venetian art store. She says there's no point in putting these things. They're so immodest and ugly, and they are ruining this historic spot. So there's five of them currently in Paris. Right. Oh, okay. So, so again, that's not really helping anything because uh, there's only five. If you had like 500 all over the place, then great. But could you imagine a line of guys just queued up to <laughs> like stand up and like get get to the trash can right i think it's worth like what kind of dude is actually going for that it's like that's a reasonable option for me because i i wouldn't i'd be like no you have to go you have to go yeah but like this is a matter of public i don't know perception right look at that guy nobody's walking past that dude with that big beard and fro like he looks like a nice gentleman that just happens to be the one guy that i pulled Right. Well, I pulled guy, that picture for a reason. The guy on the NPR article looks like a a very nice, you know, sure. elderly man. But again, it gives you a side view. Like NPR posted a side view, and again, you're just like, this is like, I, there's so many things that would be like, I'm uncomfortable with this. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta be honest. I mean, growing up in a country where it's exactly like Paris, like in Europe, you don't have public restrooms unless, well, actually you do, but not like everywhere. And so maybe in parks or maybe in kind of like specific areas, which would be more touristy. But the truth is, I mean, people survived all the way down here, you know, without public bathrooms on every corner. Like, Mm -hmm. why is this a problem now? I feel like it's not down to... It's just down to people not being not not having any shame anymore. Well, I think it's also a matter Honestly. of people noticing. I mean, if you want to go back, there used, this used to be a very common issue: people going to the bathroom in streets, and they started putting in public restrooms because it was a problem. So, if we don't have enough, I guess we revert right back to our, uh, you know, humanistic, mongoloid ways, and we just go on the street like a couple of animals. <laughs> I did think it was interesting looking at somebody like I think Sweden has this. They developed, or maybe Norway. I don't know. One of the Swiss something. They, they, they have some kind of like <laughs> like paint coating or something that they put on walls that bounces liquid back at oh, you, yeah. like that stuff, yeah. off water or whatever. And they just put, coat public walls in that. And they let the problem solve itself. Like, because guys go to pee on it and then it just bounces right back on their leg. And it's like, well, now you know. <laughs> well, Don't then do you that. just turn to the side. Yeah. <laughs> it's problem solved. I stand at a 45 right. degree angle you i'm getting the guy next yeah. to me can't beat science yeah. <laughs> yeah uh take a quick break when we come back we have a spanish man we're staying in europe with another story a spanish man who goes a hundo p on his drug test that and more coming up next
gonna have to come back for the rest of that. <laughs> oh dear God. thrilling yeah. conclusion of that later. Yeah. <sighs> Who put Usain Bolt in a Pikachu outfit? Who's that? Yeah, that yeah. that Woo. closer at the end for Pikachu, man. I don't know who the other character is, the brown one, but um, the the Pikachu is. A I appreciate the, like the consistency to the bit because all of those people in those outfits not only have to do the little waddle, but whenever they would get up to tag the next person, they did this like cute side jump thing. Yeah. And they'd be like, oh, like do it. Like everybody's very coordinated Except in their Except for that last one. That last one, that was not a shuffle run. That no. was a full-on, <laughs> yeah. I want to win. Just get oh, yeah. That. yeah, I'm going after him. So uh, a Spanish driver gets pulled over, uh, and uh, I'm guessing there were some things in uh, the actions of the driver that made the police there uh, give him a drug test. Yeah, sure. Uh, and it is probably one of the most unusual drug results that has ever come back. He tested positive for, quote, all the drugs. <laughs> he tested positive for every drug that that test can test for. Everything. How is that possible? That's incredible. All right. Now, to be clear, this drug does, like this is not a, a field test for every drug ever made, but it hits all the big ones, yeah. right? You got, I, I don't have it in front of me, but methamphetamine, cocaine, marijuana, ecstasy, LSD, I think is in there, mushroom, all of them. All the drugs, all the drugs this man tested positive for. And I don't, I don't know if this means at the same time, right? Like this could very well yeah. mean just was just in his system over the past couple of weeks or something. But my God, that man knows how to party. It's like a modern, modern JFK. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Color me impressed. Uh, yeah, the police pointed out that the fact that he tested positive does not necessarily mean he was under the influence of every substance, but the fact that he had had used them all in at least one day. That is so. That's what? impressive. That is genuinely yeah. impressive. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is and it isn't. It's like if, if you're going to do drugs, go big. Right. Like, don't just like, yeah. you know, like go go all the way and be like, oh, yeah, I was a guy that has a positive for every drug. I would love to just see the world through his eyes for just a moment. <laughs> yeah. Like what in the world is he experiencing? Right street. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> he lives in Sesame Street all the time. Sesame Street. Uh, yeah, he also had alcohol, so he had right. Uh, right. high levels of cannabis, amphetamines, um, uh, methamphetamines, cocaine, opioids, and alcohol. Jesus. Uh, yeah, so yeah, he was above the legal limit. He was only fined a thousand euros. <laughs> How is that possible? How is that possible? I mean, maybe he wasn't driving under the influence. Well, like, remember that if you're caught with dro- with drugs, I think in Spain too. At least in Portugal, you're not going to be you're not going going to jail. They let you go with all with those but kind all of drugs? The drugs. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I'm not, he's not like he doesn't have like a dime bag of weed. This is a guy that has literally cocaine, methamphetamines, like well, opioids. But he didn't have he it on him, right? He, was them. Just he just did them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they could, they right. may not have been his drugs. It's um, fine. And then Anna, you're gonna have to explain this to us because he also had six points deducted from his driver's. Right. So in Europe, you have um, I don't remember because they they got installed after I left. Um, but you have like a set number of points, and if you go through, for instance, like a straight line, if you do, if you overtake a car where you shouldn't do it, um, they deduct points yeah. depending on how how serious your offense is. Uh, certain states do that as well here. Oh, really? I, I don't believe Texas is one of them, but Thank certain God. certain states do have the point system. <laughs> yeah. So. Points on license. So yeah. eight. I think it's twelve. I think it's 12 or 10, the total that you have. And you get it taken away? And he, um, well, he got eight, so... He got six. Um, six? Yep, six points deducted. Ah. Okay, so I guess he's 
But that I mean, was only for falling for failing the alcohol test, not for the drugs. I mean, if you oh no no sorry sorry he has twelve points, so his license is taken away because he got six for the alcohol and six for all of the drugs. Okay. So he's fined two thousand euros total, a thousand yeah. for each for alcohol and drugs. Good God, how does that split well, work? Well, remember that two thousand two thousand um, euros is actually a lot. The average salary. Uh, the minimum wage salary in Portugal, and I think in Spain is very not it, it's isn't much higher, but it's, we're talking about five hundred. Yeah. So five hundred euros for the year. No, like no. Oh, month. as your for salary the, for a oh, month. Oh, for the yeah. month. Yeah. So, you're so, talking about four so months. we're talking about a lot of money actually. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I mean that's wait that's minimum wage. Does that mean it's not like minimum wage here, like seven dollars or whatever? How's that? Well, happen? no, oh, you get we're a thousand. Into, get, get yeah, you're right. Maybe, maybe, it's maybe, like maybe on the wrong place here. Yeah. yeah, no, no, no. The the, the hourly rate uh, in Portugal, I think, is like three or four. Josh, you were a volunteer police yeah. officer of. Some I was a part of the volunteer poli- uh, citizens police. Right. Oh, so wow. Y- I mean, I'm going to quiz you here. You yeah, may please. No, but if you oh, were to sir, get pulled over. BCP. In America, mm-hmm. all right, and and you had a, a cheek swab or whatever kind of drug test they did, uh, those public urinals, whatever, uh, and they they test you positive for everything, but you're not holding anything. If can they do anything if you're to you? Under the influence, that, they can. Right, but if it was just like your your so, t- tail light was out or something, or here's your, here's what I will say, and again, I am not a police officer or a lawyer. Do not take this as actual legal advice. Right, right, right. This is uh, strictly, but I strictly conjecture. do have it on pretty good authority mm-hmm. that if you're not holding, you're fine. Yeah, like if it just comes up and it's like, oh, a week ago you did that. Yeah. But you don't have it or anything. It's yeah. like what, they can't bust you. For, uh, well, yeah. Now, if they catch you trying to consume it <laughs> so you're not holding, sure. that's a bigger fine than just catching you holding. Or oh, you're really? actively under the influence. Yes. Yes. Uh, because in that case, you would be it would be a destruction of evidence, which is an actual felony. Huh. So if you're just holding, it's fine. As long as it's less than like two pounds which you couldn't eat anyway. Sure. So, uh, yeah, don't ever try to, if you get pulled over by the cops, just just take it. Right. So that's your little fun tidbit. Yeah, for good the to know. Yeah. yeah. I see. Well done. Uh, take a quick break. When we come back, we have State Fair announces their food. We're going to dive into Mm-mm. that on the Lunch Break Show.
clearly the Pikachu is the more athletic bunch. <laughs> clearly. Yeah, they throw a lot to Pikachu in those. Because there's a lot of those videos, but none of them, they're rarely a minute. It's kind of why I had yeah. to carry one over. So here's my there's question like 10 then. 10 of them, though. Uh, is this, um, do you think this was an actual competition, or were they skewing the results in order for Pikachu to win all of these like I said, uh, out of out of like the seven I watched, Pikachu won yeah. almost all of them. Is it a work or a shoot, like as they'd say in the wrestling one. business? Yeah, so let's consider Pikachu the mascot of the global <laughs> brand Pokemon happens to win almost all of them. It's like, I don't know, man. There's, there's something up Seems there. a little skewed, but yeah. maybe there's some performance enhancement going on there. <laughs> so the state fair is coming to town, I believe, starts next month. September 28th. Uh, yeah, September. Yes, 25 days so. of the year. Um, the uh, it's always the top foods that come out. Have you been? Have you gone to the state fair yet? I have twice. Really? Oh, you both years you were here. Yeah, like it actually, it was right on the year I arrived. It was like I arrived on the last week, and Diego t uh, brought me there by surprise. I had no idea where we were going. He just said we're taking the dart. I'm like, we're taking the dart. Why can't we drive? Yeah. I'm like in these ideas like, okay, I don't mind taking the dart, but that's very <laughs> unusual. I literally had no idea where I was going until I started looking. He's like, look around. I'm like, you're going to the state fair? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, yay, I thought I was going to miss so it. So what did you think of the state fair when you first saw it? Well, first... I <laughs> <laughs> the trepidation. Yeah. I had very different opinions the first time I went and the second time I went. All right. <laughs> Go on. The first time I was um, kind of consuming everything in that as, I was seeing, that I was smelling. Should. Yeah, yeah. I didn't actually eat much. I oh, just, I think I tried like two things. Um, I was uh, kind of inebriated by the whole experience. And. Um, Which state fair did you go to? <laughs> <laughs> I just, well, overall, the first time actually we didn't spend that much time. Um, in the fair so it was kind of like it was too messy it was very very busy so I didn't appreciate were it were you shocked much. at how expensive everything was at oh the state yeah. Fair? yeah but yeah I was well it doesn't cost um, money it costs tickets and that's not <laughs> right yeah, that's right. not real money <laughs> but then the second year um, Diego's family came over from friends so that was an opportunity for me to oh I learned all the bits that like when is the tip the ticket cheaper and how you get more tickets and da dee da I knew it all I was like let's do this worked it all out <laughs> what, what was what was that getting my notebook ready so we we tried the the whole thing I haven't tried the gigantic like size of my head turkey leg. Or whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, that's a staple. Yeah, you, um, ha you have yet. to. Yeah. Not yet. Uh, I well, so what, hold on. What did you eat while you were there? Like, it, you don't have to list everything, but Oreos, what was the highlight? Of the Oreos. Fried Oreos. Fried okay. Oreos. Love that. Which Solid. I loved. Um, try the, ooh, the, um, how do you call that? Those, like, the sugar rings or something? Funnel cake? No. Uh, no, it wasn't funnel, ca funnel sugar cake. Rings. It was kind of like, it had some some marshmallow inside these kind of like pastry and it had like these rings that are kind of like cereal rings um, on top of it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Cheerios? Uh, I like Cheerios, yeah. And um, sugar what rings. did we try? <laughs> we, tried, we tried a, a bunch of things. <laughs> you <a> corn dogs? <gasps> Got Staple. I will adore for life the... Um, Barbecue, uh, deep fried um, balls. 
So you kind of like do you inject you inject them with the barbecue sauce? Oh god! Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, uh, probably they, that's not what they're called. But oh my god, uh, the brisket and the barbecue sauce was amazing. Yeah, get a corn dog. That's the corny dog, right? No. You've been twice. You've yeah. been two times to the state fair, and you haven't you got, got a Fletcher's Fletcher. corny dog. Every year, we try something new. I'm, I'm if I can have if I would have the turkey leg and the corn dog all then i would never have anything to look forward to i've gone this year i'm probably gonna go for something else in the, in the next year get a corn dog. i've gone Great. two years and i've gone multiple times each year so i've been to the actual state fair probably eight or nine times but like as far as years going twice um the hell society gave me for not having a corn dog at the state fair yeah. my god yeah it's vicious how did that happen how did that That's become your kid? They're good, good dude. They're yeah, like, good. My God. <laughs> like, yeah, they're okay for eight dollars or whatever it costs. But it's more of a it's, it's more of the experience of doing it than like the actual corn dog. That's what no, no, the corn yeah. dog is phenomenal. Get some mustard on it. It's not so bad. Yeah. All right, I, I, it's I'll, not I'll so bad. You eat that thing plain. It is that is yeah. the reason you go to the state <laughs> fair. Stand in line. Stand in line by the Big Tex Fletcher stand. Yeah, yeah. And get your corn dog. Yeah. Yeah. Pro tip: They're everywhere. Uh, there yeah. are Fletcher stands. Yeah all over yeah, the place right. so you don't have to stand at the big one by by big text i do like though how people have they're like this is the like of all the 85 places that sell this one thing yeah this one hunt oh, yeah. has the best one everybody's got their and, hack yeah you gotta like here's here's the deal man you go and you walk in you go under big check's legs hang a right you know the third cart down has the best whatever it is and it's all lies they all taste exactly the <laughs> yeah, same it's all lies. Uh, i've been i've been every year uh for the last 13 years because i worked for the radio station yeah, yeah. and you had to go mm-hmm. um and i've tried all the foods uh and they're fine i enjoy them i i, I do get a good funnel cake when i'm there who's the who's the funnel cake person? fernie's funnel cakes that's yeah, the one to your pillow wonderful yep. woman my god yeah. she's nice gotta yeah. grab grab it you gotta grab one of those but other than that i've been pretty underwhelmed i do like the little pig races Have they still do those yet? yeah we were talking about them last year because people were gambling on them yeah so that was oh, a, really yeah, you gotta I don't know if people still do it because you hang, people were gambling. If you hang out in the back, games. yeah, you'd right. be like, hey, Tim bucks on this one. Yeah. We did see a uh, a dancing horse. A dancing horse? Yeah, there's no. there's a, like a section oops. There's a section of the fair where they have these uh, family that has has like obviously like trained horses where they mm-hmm. make them dance around and do like these steps and blah blah blah. The main horse was called Bailador. Which is pretty much the dancer. Wow, that was the name of the Ooh. horse. Was it, what, um, I mean, what are we talking about? A dancer? Are we talking about just kind of like a trot like, place? Boop, boop, boop. A lot, a lot of tricks. It was really yeah. impressive. Okay, so there are tricks. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, just yeah. like a kind of stumble and a you know. Oh no, it was like dancing, and then yeah. she would be like on a horse. I'm hitting the microphone like crazy. You're excited. So um, I'd highly recommend the Wild West Animal Show, which is really, really? good. The Wild yeah, West Pet Wild Show. West Animal yeah. Show. Yeah, they're all little rescue pets. That's great. Sure. Oh. So the reason we're talking about the State Fair. Is oh, yeah. State Fair food came out? <laughs> right. Uh, yes, the Big Tech's Choice Awards. The Big Tech's Choice Awards. The one that won. I'm. Yeah. They, are they haven't announced a winner yet? Have they? I think these are just the these finalists. Are just, these are the right. top. Okay. 10. Well, yeah. the guy that has the picture on the cover, I assumed he won. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and it is the cotton candy taco. No. No, thank you. Yes, I'm out. Give me all of it. I want to <laughs> try it. That is going to be the biggest. Wait, it's spun sugar yep. put inside of a waffle cone. I'm sure. And I, I think there's marshmallow at the bottom. 
Yeah. There's this something is a sweet addition, going to be honest. Yeah. Come on, guys. State Fair is a good time. You try new things. Of course, you're going to eat something wacky. But I, the question is, if you're going to spend your hard-earned tickets, which cost a lot, on one or two of these things, yeah, you got to pick. What would you go for? You know, that's that's the fun of it. That's the A experience. lot of these, I mean, it's we're getting to the point where they're having to come up with stuff that uh, just... To me, it sounds very unappetizing. A, a, a good portion of these. A lot of times, I'll look at the list and be like, oh, yeah, five or six of these sound pretty good. I'm struggling to find two that I really want to try. Yeah, I'm try. having a tough, tough time. It's I tough. will say they yeah. have a vegetarian option, it looks like, on there. Am I seeing that right? Uh, maybe. What, what qualifies as vegetarian at the State Fair? Uh, you know what I mean? I feel like you've learned those <laughs> oh, lines a lot. There's no meat. This is a stack of mozzarella, basil, green tomatoes. Uh, oh, yeah, the fried tomato. The, the know, fried tomato like salad. That yeah. made a list. Which There's is, a fried shepherd's pie that sounds really good. Yeah. Only would, at the State Fair we have fried salad. You know, so here's here's the, the weirdest one. is They took uh, they took sponge cake. Uh-huh. Okay. They took sponge cake, <laughs> wrapped that in bacon, uh-huh. which is useless. And then they deep fried it. So you have a deep fried bacon sponge right. cake. Deep fried in like funnel batter. I yeah, think, funnel I cake just cutter. come on, people. I know. I was honestly <laughs> disappointed that one. You know what you should have used instead of sponge cake? Cheese. Like, there you go. Now you're, yeah, talking. you're talking. Cheese, bacon, and funnel cake batter. That's a meal. Like, that's I, great. There was a burger, I think, that Fridays used to have. This is a total you know, off topic. Mm-hmm. But Fridays used to have this burger. And I forgot what it was called. The ultimate cheese surprise or it was. But it was basically a burger patty. Of just fried mozzarella. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yum. So it took up the whole patty. <laughs> so it wasn't just like a little bit of cheese or a was slice of cheese. Was there a burger there as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So the, but it was, it, was, it was equal parts yeah, yeah. fried mozzarella to beef patty. Oh, sounds good. Man. Oh, that's oh, man. It was, my God, that sounds good. It was good. I always hated myself after I ate it. Yeah. Right. Every time. Like, oh, man, I am the worst. But during it was was phenomenal. What a yeah. staple! You got to know when you're going to Fridays. You're yeah. like, I'm going to do it this time. It's going to happen. Like you're no. thinking about it. It's on the top. It was of your- always the opposite. I'm not going to do it this time. But I, I would sit down and I would open the menu and be yep. like. Uh, fine. You just can't shake it. Yeah, fine. So uh, there you go. I hope you guys go to State Fair. Uh, obviously, you're going to go again for round three. Yes. Uh, yeah. Take pictures of the uh, cotton candy taco. Let us know I may, how you enjoy I it. I may go to for the turkey leg and do like my my head for for like scale. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it'll probably be, probably be about the same the same size. <laughs> yeah. Uh, take a quick break when we come back, and this is one that I'm kind of uh, kind of loose on. It involves a you said swamp rabbit, swamp rabbits. Yeah, swamp Get rabbits. Swamp rabbits. Coming up <laughs> next on the lunch break show. Yeah, sure. Let's go. Not disgusting. Let's All go. right, you ready? Give us a 30 second time. Here we go. 
So what's the deal here? You, there's a contest to stomp, and how are you measuring who does the best stomping? And whoever stomps the most shoes wins an overnight stay, but it's not the only thing you can do. The measuring cups are down below, right? The measuring cups are down below. All right. Tell, and and if, you, if you win, you get to stay at Chateau Alain. And what else do you have going on here? Well, if great stomping's not your thing, you can come and spend the day listening to live music, eating international foods, having wine tours and tasting, vineyard tours, seminars, arts and crafts. It's a lot of fun, a whole day. Stop. Oh, oh. Oh, 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 I love I love oh, so many God. things about, about that video. I love I love that was the a classic. Fact, I love the fact that the cameraman did not stop. <laughs> no. no. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. A professional. Yeah. Uh, I loved shot. how that only happened because she was trying to be wacky. Right. right. She, she was, was like, trying oh, to stop. Yep. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna she try was to get trying some to extra. do a little bit, but yep. it was hilarious. Yep. And then on her on her dismount. Oh man. And then I I hadn't heard that before because I was laughing too hard. I hadn't heard the the I can't breathe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. That I is, wanted to. Mm. I thought about keeping it because they cut back to the studio and they're that, like, well, yeah. I was hoping we would get to that part as well because that's a good one. Is they're like, yeah, oh, I think she's hurt. Cover. <laughs> It's a good bit. Oh, wow. man. Grape Lady Falls. Grape Lady Falls. I do enjoy that. So California is having a huge problem, and they're trying to seek to eradicate a scourge. I love that word, scourge. Sure. Scourge <laughs> of giant rodents. Yeah. Um, and it looks like a beaver here, but apparently they're the size of a dog. Yeah, sometimes. they're called nutria. They're like like huge nutria? rats. Nutria? Yeah. Oh, God. So Let me see if I can pull up a picture of one real quick. Yeah. The teeth are pretty janky. Yeah, well, what I'm looking at. I gotta um, see what are these things. Uh, give me one Go moment. Forward. Yeah, I'll wait for him to pull up a photo. I, think look I was gonna try yeah. to see, see if I could find one versus a human. Um, oh. like this is a side by side comparison. God, yeah, this is the Maybe first the first California problem I've heard about in weeks. It doesn't involve a raging wildfire. So right. it's taking place in the wetlands. Oh right. So. Yeah. When you're not dealing with wildfires, yeah. you have to deal with these things like RUSs and Princess Bride. Just huge. Yeah. Rodents of unusual size. Oh, there we go. Okay, what's well, like They look like they yeah, they yeah, look like, like a, a beaver, beaver a little bit. Um but yeah, they're super destructive to the environment. They just go through and chew up and eat everything. Oh, wow. Um so what I liked about this story was they were talking about they're an invasive species and they were talking about ways that they were trying to get rid of them like to incentivize uh, trapping them or or hunting them and uh you know, the fur thing is out. So they were trying to create them as a, a delicacy on their menus. Nice. And so instead of calling them nutrias or giant rodents, they called them swamp rabbits. <laughs> as if that were a more appealing thing to find on a menu. <laughs> I don't see Californians swamp buying swamp rabbits. <laughs> now, now uh, Louisiana. Okay. Sure, yeah. yeah. Give me some yeah. of the swamp rabbits. Yeah. Uh, Californians, uh, Californians, they eat some pretty wacky things. Sure. A lot of hipsters out there. But, like, if you got a problem, I mean... Maybe I'm stepping way out of bounds here. I'm not a hunter. But I feel like if you have a problem with hunting in America, what's the problem? Like, you just put up, you know, put up a thing online, like, calling all hunters ever, cash prize, whoever can get the most of these things in a day or something. Like, people go nuts to get out to California and shoot things. I mean, why not? 
I love the attempts to like rebrand an animal so it sounds yeah. more appealing. Like with the Chilean sea bass, that's like a, a pretty popular one. Yeah. Where it's like it's like a toothfish or something. That's the that's the actual name, but they yeah. they Chilean. renamed it Chilean sea bass and now everybody thinks sounds it's a awesome. delicacy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that sounds cooler. I think I think they should have gotten rid of the word swamp. Yeah. Swamp rabbit does not sound Petter to no, me. it doesn't at all. Like, uh, I, I, person, the rabbit, like, is it just because the <laughs> teeth? There's no resemblance. Call them, like, fancy otters. No, no, no. You want to you go for bonus points? Don't even call them a rabbit. Call them a hare. Have a, have a roasted yeah. hair with herbs and Swamp lemon. Hair. Like, yeah, that's Ooh. as good as it gets. <laughs> Swamp hair. Yeah. You could say river hair. I okay. could dance yeah. with that. I yeah, couldn't answer. I'm not going to eat anything out of a swamp. <laughs> That's where I draw the line. Yeah, it just seems like a really odd public relations <laughs> move. Like, I know what'll sell. Calling yeah. it a swamp rabbit. I, I know people that have a hard time eating rabbits just in general because they yeah. uh, they fish in like their childhood pet growing up and those kind of things. Rabbit tastes pretty good, but yeah. um, it is good. It is good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is the most exotic food y'all have ever eaten? Oh, God. Uh,. <laughs> We're talking like an animal, right? You mean, or just food in general? <laughs> a human. A person. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I mean, uh, no. Because, I mean, we're just talking about the state fair. You want to talk about exotic a, foods? It's, it's probably a, one of those. It's I mean, vegetable. I mean, like a meat or a vegetable. So okay, like a protein right. You mean a basic. Right. You don't mean like exotic in the way yeah. that it's Not something deep fried. Yeah. Right. Okay. I have one while you guys. Like, I don't know. Yeah. 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 What do you got? I had frog. Frog? Frog. frog? Yeah. Right. Um, at Papado's fried frog yeah. or something. Yeah. I just uh, took sure. actually Wait, the Papa Do's here? So yeah. you left where you were staying in France for a while where a frog was served beautifully. And you had it at Papa Do's here? I never had a frog in, 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 in Paris. In France, no. What, you have a little fried frog leg or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Matt, you gotta Um I'm try I'm not a very adventurous eater, so I've had like the standard exotic things like alligator. Sure. Razus have a little oh, alligator. Yeah, that too. Um I've had shark, which we caught when we were in the nice. Bahamas. Yeah. So it was, you know, things like that. Which I'm not a, uh, I'm not a seafood eater, but it was, it was like, well, we caught all this fish, and the hotel's gonna fix it. So I guess I gotta eat it. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, I'm not gonna get anything to eat tonight. Um. So yeah, I tried shark. Tastes like steak. Most kinda. exotic. Yeah. Pretty yeah. good. I can think. Uh, my sister knew a guy who was running a a beef jerky company of all things. And his, like, uh, which, by the way, I don't mean to plug him or anything. Somehow this dude, who I think is in Texas, managed to land jerky.com. Oh, wow. How did you get that? Yeah, like, somebody didn't already have that scooped <laughs> wow. up. But e either way, um, yeah, his, his big claim to fame was alligator jerky. So, like, dried yeah. Yeah. alligator jerky. That was a thing. So I think that's the most I can think of exotic. I'm trying to think. I mean, baby duck is not the, that, that exotic. Oh. I've had octopus. Yeah I, I, yeah, I thought about that. That's got to be up there. But I mean, you can go to any, I don't just say any Chinese buffet. Usually the really bad ones have octopus. That's <laughs> uh, that's where I've had that. Yeah, it tastes, oh, really? tastes, tastes like I'm chewing on a, do on, a, on a deflated balloon. No, no. The one I had was in Mexico, oddly enough. And it was it was beautiful. It was not at, a, at an Asian right. restaurant. It yeah. was, uh, they serve, like I guess, like the different portion. But the way that they sautéed it, it, it was like uh, very, very easy to eat. Um that's probably gonna be up there. I said I, I've had, I've had baby duck, I've had chicken feet. Um, I think some those like beef's tongue, but I mean you can get that at a street taco uh, I've place. I've had, That's I've not... had head cheese. Okay. Ugh. Uh, no. Which is <laughs> ear? head cheese. Head cheese is not cheese. No. It's meat. It's all the insides, uh, all the leftover bits, 
And then the it's going to sound gross. So, so hopefully you're finishing your punch now <laughs> yeah. uh, because it takes all the inside of the brain and it drains it into like a little tube. And then all the extra meat that didn't get cut up gets put into there. And then the brain gel forms around that meat. Right, it's in a gelatin. Yeah, It's in a gelatin. So you shave off a layer and it would be like the membrane of your head of your brain it's meat jello it's meat jello <laughs> oh wow uh, I mean, technically <laughs> jello awful. is meat jello it comes from bones well right? sure I mean, but it's yeah jello like with the, meat in like it. the bitches crack open your skull and it oozes out would turn into a a paste has anyone had um i don't think that i bet there's an english word for this but the most direct translation is uh intestines has anyone had an Oh, uh, Famundo. Or yeah. Famundo, no, it's called... Uh, Famunda? The Famunda. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is called uh, Menudo. No, Menudo, Menudo is that, 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 that... Are you manuring? Is that soup? Like, is like a I soup? I so. I uh, can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, Children. so if you, <laughs> if you get sausage, sausage is commonly made from intestines as well. The casing, at least, right. Right. is made from intestines. But are you, like, something like haggis, I think, is, is uh, made from... Like a sheep's yeah, bladder, sheep's stomach, or, yeah, bladder yeah, yeah, of yeah, stomach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, I don't like I don't like bladder uh, or intestine because it's, it's chewy. It's yeah. anything that has like a spongy texture. I don't I don't I don't dance with. Uh, I mean, I'll try anything once. Sure. Um, I think they say that there's a fruit out there that I've tried called durian. Uh, durian. Yeah, it's and, all, they, yeah. and they say that it it, it tastes smells it like smells like a dead body uh, yeah. that's been outside in the sun for a while. I did not I did not get that, uh, but yeah. uh, I enjoyed it. You're but right. my wife was like, "That's disgusting. Get it out of the house." So, <laughs> um, but Are you, I was going to say you're a try everything once kind of guy. You guys ever? And Matt, you may be this way. You're you're a little bit of a picky eater. You ever run into somebody who's just not that way? They're like, no, I don't do it. If I don't think it's going to be good, I I'm just don't way. try it. I'm like, yeah. why not? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm absolutely that way. Where really? It's like, uh, yeah, it, it's I know that and one of one uh, a big thing for me about my pickiness is texture. So if you're offering me something that I know is going to be a, a wild texture that I'm not going to like, like like um, calamari or something like that. Yeah. I've had calamari, but if it's something similar to that where it's kind of uh, squishy or like you're sure. chewing on on gum or rubber, yeah. um, I'm going to turn that down sight unseen. I'm just going to say no no, thank you. So <laughs> um, any, anything like that or anything that just smells a little weird, I'm not. I'm not into. I guess that's fair. I'm a, I'm a, I've always been a try it once kind of guy. Yeah. What, what do you stand to lose, right, other than a horrible experience? And I'm also but. the, like, if I didn't like it once, I'm not trying it again. Okay. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Megan uh, Megan always tries to tell me, all oh, your taste buds change all the time. It's sure. like, no, I haven't liked onions since I was a kid. I still don't like onions. I'll have an wow. onion ring, but I'm not, I'm not going to, I don't <laughs> so enjoy onions. So you fry the onion and we're fine. An sure. awesome blossom is great. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> but but I'm not not dancing the other way. Uh, there you go. That is the show for today. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed yourself. Come back on Friday. We'll be right here uh, from on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We're 12 into 1. I am Josh. That's Zach, Anna, and Matt saying hello and goodbye, and I'll see you on Friday.
the digital destination for premium talk radio. 